This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Monroe. What's up, everyone? I've uh, I've just spent a week or two promoting my next program, and part of that work was interviewing just a ton of nice guys and people pleasers. And I've been doing this work for a long time, but it wasn't until the last week that I noticed this word kept coming up. It's a word that used to come up a lot in my own life, and the word is easygoing. I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the the darkness behind that word and the carnage that's going on in the world today because of that word. I really have some strong feelings about it, and I want to share those today. So this particular podcast episode is for anyone out there who either identifies as easygoing or wishes to identify as easygoing or wants to be seen as easygoing or thinks easygoing is a good thing to be. If you fit any of those categories, this one's for you and you're not going to like what I have to say, probably. Maybe you will. I don't know. I can't choose for you. But I don't have good things to say about it. So if you're really attached to the idea that easygoing is a good thing to be, then don't keep listening because I'm going to shit all over it. So let's start by having a look at what easygoing is. The reason I bring this up is because in the interviews I had and in reflection on my own life, I saw that easygoing is kind of an identity statement. It's what you wish to be seen as and it's what you wish to see yourself as. And it means a lot of different things. Essentially, it means an easygoing person is somebody who's absent of certain emotions and reactions. So they typically want to be seen as not being upset, uh, particularly emotionally affected by anything. They don't want to have emotions that are annoying to other people or inconvenient to other people. And most importantly, uncomfortable to other people. An easygoing person is someone who it's easy to be around emotionally. And it has implications for their behaviors as well. There's somebody who's agreeable. There's somebody who doesn't rock the boat and cause shit. Uh, there's somebody who's not going to create awkward situations between people or conflict. Easygoing essentially means somebody who's easy to get along with, easy to be around. And people simultaneously want to be seen as this. And on a slightly different note, they want to see themselves as this. So people will be worried that they're seen by others as being something other than easygoing. And they'll beat themselves up when they don't see themselves as easygoing. You know, for example, if somebody takes a joke personally, they might then beat themselves up because they should be more easygoing in their mind. So that's what I'm talking about. When I say easygoing, I'm talking about this kind of constant state of agreeableness and calmness and emotional unaffectedness, somebody who's comfortable to be around at all times, somebody who doesn't break rapport or cause shit in any way. This is something that so many people I know, myself included, at least in my past, are really enthusiastic about being. I want you to just take a moment, if you identify as someone who either is easygoing or wants to be easygoing, or a mixture of both, I want you to just stop for a second and play the naive card. Imagine you're not yet convinced that this is a good thing to be. Or for the first time ever, you're challenging the idea that easygoing is a good thing to be. And you want to start over again. You want to have another look at it. 
because that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have another look at that very strong belief you have that easygoing is the shit. A story came up today for me uh, from one of the dudes in Brojo. He was basically he working in a corporate environment and he admitted that he was feeling tired. And his workmates essentially jumped on him for that and gave him a lot of shit and, and, and kind of implied that he should be putting on a show. He should be hiding that tiredness and putting on a professional face, which is one of the many faces of the easygoing concept. Professional, unaffected, predictable, rational, so on and so forth. Not tired. Tired and easygoing don't go well together. So basically, if someone identifies as easygoing, they find it very hard to admit that they're tired. And this guy, this, this project guy, was um, quite baffled by the, the really resistant reaction he got from everyone about just simply admitting that he was tired. You know, he got a lot of shit for it. And he got a lot of pressure to be fake. And this kind of thing happens all around the world. You know, it's so often that if you express an emotion that shows that you're anything but easygoing, everybody... You know, I talk about like like Agent Smith from The Matrix. Everybody suddenly transforms into somebody who tries to pressure you into being easygoing. They're just going about being their normal individual selves. You suddenly express something that's in the uncomfortable range of emotion. And they all just turn into Agent Smith trying to control you back towards easygoing. If you say you're angry, they're like, alright, just relax, calm down, you know. If you're upset, like, oh, come on, mate, don't take it personally. There's this constant push, like, get back to easygoing. I want you to question, why do they fucking do that? Why? Why is it so important for you to be easygoing? Why is it so helpful in their eyes for you to be easygoing? Why are they so fucking enthusiastic about pushing you back there, even if it hurts your feelings to do it? They will even be cruel to you. They will treat you like shit as long as it pushes you back towards easygoing. Now you've got to ask yourself, if easygoing is such a good thing to be, then why is the pressure to be it so negative and, and mean, nasty, critical? Why is it more often criticism than encouragement? I want to point out that there's one reason and one reason alone that you've grown up with the belief that easygoing is a good thing to be. And it's because when you're easygoing, it's easier for everybody else. It starts with parenting, doesn't it? An easygoing child... Is easy for a parent to manage. Parenting's fucking hard, I have no doubt about that. And an easygoing child makes parenting that much easier. And what happens after a while is the stressed parent starts to really feel pissed off that the child isn't being more regularly easygoing. And so they start blurring the lines between bad behavior and simply uncomfortable emotion. You might get told off for hitting someone, which is fair enough, that's a harmful behavior. But it won't be long before you start getting told off just for being angry. Even if there's no hitting, even if there's no violence or damage. You might get told off for being sad. You might get told off for being worried. Children are starting to be punished for emotions that stand outside of the easy range. Do you know why? Because kids who aren't easygoing are harder to control, aren't they? When a kid's easygoing, it essentially means they're controllable. Their emotional range is easy to handle, it's comfortable to be around them, and you can probably get them to do the shit you want them to do. An easygoing child will follow the rules, as will an easygoing teen and an easygoing adult. 
Easygoing as a concept is all about power and control. If someone is easygoing, I am in control of them. If they're not easygoing, they're not under my control. They're wild, unpredictable, unmanageable, uncomfortable. I want you to open your mind to the idea that the reason you believe easygoing is being a bad thing is because you've been fucking programmed and conditioned into believing that because it made you easier to manage. It wasn't for your benefit. People weren't thinking like, hey, if he just felt happy all the time, that would be good for him. They told themselves they were thinking that, but what they were really thinking is, this motherfucker's getting on my nerves and I wish I could control him better. Now how can I do that? In their subconscious mind, a strategy forms. You know what? I'll make him feel guilty every time he's anything but easy to handle. He's crying? I'll make him guilty about crying. I'll call him a fag and say that he's weak. He's too excited. I'll tell him to calm down. I'll make it out like he's just manic, like he can't control himself. He's angry. I'll make fun of him for getting easily upset. Like he he takes everything personally. Like he's sensitive and fragile. I'll do whatever I can to make sure he gets back to something that is easy for me to control. That's why you believe easygoing is a good thing. I have no doubt about it. One of the reasons I have no doubt about it is because not all cultures are into the easygoing thing. When I got into salsa dancing, I was exposed for the first time in a serious way to the Latin culture. Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Brazilians. You know, there's all these people who I'd never... Spanish. There's all these uh, cultures that I'd never really been immersed in before. And what was amazing is, when they were angry, they never told each other to stop being angry. When they are upset, they were just allowed to be upset. If anything, they were kind of over the top about everything, in general. And it was incredible as a New Zealander for me to watch this, because I thought they were fucking out of control at first. I was like, Jesus Christ, everyone's having a breakdown. Like, how do you guys even get through the day feeling this way? Because to me, it looked extreme. And I was deeply uncomfortable with seeing it. But it wasn't just uncomfortable. I was also kind of, I guess I'd say at the time, intrigued, if not inspired. Because they could go and be something other than easygoing. They could be difficult, resistant, aggressive even. And yet nobody died. And life continued. And occasionally it even seemed to work out for everyone. Because a conflict would come up and something would get resolved. And on and on. I started to see that not everyone believes in the easygoing thing. There was no shame around being upset in those cultures from my experience. Which really went against my story, because from a very young age, I don't know exactly how I came to believe in easygoing, but I believed it from the beginning of my memories. I can't think of a time where I made a switch to easygoing. To me, it's like I was born that way. And for me, easygoing meant being agreeable. It meant being always understanding, like sympathetic to everybody's viewpoint, no matter how much I felt against it. I was a mediator. If other people were being uncomfortable with each other, I would get in there, stick my two cents in, try to fix it. I couldn't let other people be not easygoing with each other. Nobody was allowed to not be easygoing, myself included. I did everything I could to get everyone back to easygoing. And when I really dug into this, I realized it came from fear. I, th- I thought easy, you know, I thought easygoing was a, a safe thing, that everything outside of that bubble was dangerous and threatening, it would lead to violence, it would lead to abandonment, 
lead to relationships falling apart and teams um, falling apart, lead to war. You know, it was so extreme. The idea, I used to pride myself on being the most easygoing. I, I, without even realizing I was judging others, I'd look down on them for being upset, for being affected by stuff. I, you know, I've talked a lot with a particular Brojo guy about the James Bond fantasy. This totally emotionally unaffected guy who no matter what's going on, he's just cool as cucumber. You know, I used to I used to have a fantasy of that, and I used to live that fantasy. I was so proud of myself for not being affected by shit. Of course, it was just a big fucking lie. I was affected by everything. I just suppressed it. I wasn't easygoing. I was bottling up to give the appearance of easygoing both to others and to myself. And the thing is, like most people in, in the cultures that I'm referring to, Western cultures, we're surrounded by it. Everybody's trying to appear to be easygoing, it seems. And the ones who don't are outcast. The ones who don't are seen as weird, different, not part of the group. So there's an immense social pressure to fit in by being easygoing. Anybody of you, uh, any of you have worked in a big corporation and been at team meetings know what I'm talking about. When everyone's nodding along, you get that groupthink going that ends up sinking the company because nobody will have a conflicting fucking thought. That's what easygoing looks like, and it gives a hint as to where I'm going with this and why easygoing is such a bad thing to be. So you're surrounded by it, it appears to be normal, you've been controlled and conditioned into being it because it makes you easier to manage, and it feels, at least in a temporary sense, it feels nicer than being emotional, doesn't it? Easygoing feels like the world just, you know, the water just rolls off your back type of thing. And there are even people out there who aren't easygoing because they don't have that level of control and suppression of their emotions, but they still fantasize about being easygoing. They wish they were more easygoing. So obviously with everything I'm saying, you're going to be hearing hints that maybe I'm not on board with this easygoing thing, that maybe I'm not a big supporter of it, despite the fact that I spent most of my life essentially worshipping it like a religion. So let me talk about why I think there's a problem with this. First and foremost, and the most obvious, is that it's fake. It's, it's false. There are so many people out there who call themselves both honest and easygoing, and yet those two things, it's what you call an oxymoron, you know? An easygoing, honest person. It's not possible. Not fucking possible. You can be easygoing or honest. You can't be both because easygoing is a performance. It's an absolute falsity. It is fake. It is often scripted, it's rehearsed, it requires huge amounts of strategy, moderation, self-discipline as it's called, which is really just suppression. It's an act, it's a huge performance, it's often the performance of a lifetime, isn't it? I mean, me being easygoing when I was a people-pleasing nice guy, I mean, that was my bread and butter, that was my daily work, was to give everybody, myself included, the impression that I'm unaffected, that I'm easy going, nothing really bothers me. There's nothing around me that you need to worry about being uncomfortable with. That was my, my sole life's purpose, that work. But it was absolutely forced. Because there is a simple fact about being a human, and that is, you will experience the full range of emotion. I don't care how many fucking Zen Buddhists you've been to see, I don't care how much Eckhart Tolle videos you've watched, 
I don't care how many hours a day you spend meditating and doing yoga. I don't care how many Vipassana retreats you've been to. You're still going to be affected by shit. Welcome to being a human. You're still going to get upset. You're still going to be irrational. You're going to get angry. All of those things an easygoing person is not. You are going to be those things, and frequently. So if you're easygoing on a consistent long-term basis, then you're bullshitting. You're being fake. So I disagree with that on a moral standpoint. Obviously, those who know me know that I'm quite morally in support of being honest. But also, there's some practical problems with this. First off, being upset is not only okay, it's inevitable. All those emotions you're trying to force down, they're going to happen to you. There is no way to live without them happening unless you're in a coma. It doesn't matter what your life situation is. You might be doing a lot better than the starving children in Africa. You're still going to get pissed off about stuff. And it's going to be petty and irrational, perhaps, by your judgment, but it's going to happen. And easygoing represses that. You try to lie to yourself about it. You fight against it. You pretend to yourself that it's not happening. What happens to all that emotion you push down and manipulate away? Does it disappear? No. It sits there and it rots. And what ends up happening is what Dr. Robert Glover calls a puke. So this is really classic nice guy behavior. Is What he'll do is he'll bottle up anger and disappointment and resentment. He'll bottle it, bottle it, bottle it. And then one day the lid on the bottle flies off. And it all comes pouring out in this toxic, dark, fucked up mess. And the range of a puke can be extreme. Pukes are responsible for murders. You know, I used to work with murderers. And what amazed me is that about 50% of them had no previous criminal record. It's an incredible fact about murderers is most of the time it's their first crime. Just out of fucking nowhere. You know what all these murderers would say to me when we'd be reviewing their crime? I just snapped. No, you didn't just snap. You held back every dark emotion you could possibly hold back in the attempt to look like somebody was under control, and then eventually that control you had snapped. And all that shit you've been building up, things that could have just been little conflicts, all came to a head at once and filled you with murderous rage. And you lost it. You can't control a year's worth of emotion coming up at once. Nobody has that level of rational discipline. What you can do is puke and suffer from the consequences. Now, pukes can go inward. Some people snap outwards. They lash out at people for minor things. They destroy relationships. They quit a job irrationally, so on and so forth. That's what an outward-looking puke. Then there's the inward one. It comes as depression, anxiety, suicidality. It's when all that emotion and sickness just turns in on you. And you crash. You know, I'm yet to find somebody who regularly has chronic anxiety and or uh, waves of depression who's also healthily, if that is a word, expressing emotion regularly. I'm not an expert on this, but in my experience, the people I've worked with, everybody who suffers from what I'd say extreme forms of anxiety and depression also have a serious pattern of repressing emotion. Particularly anger, guilt, sadness. And then they wonder, hey, why do I just suddenly lose it every now and then? Why do I suddenly have panic attacks? Why do I suddenly get depressed? It doesn't seem to make sense. Life's going fine. As well, it's in your attempts to make life easy going and fine 
that you built up this poison inside yourself. And one of the worst things that happens is disconnection. The trouble with being easygoing is that it's not real, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows that they are not easygoing. They tell themselves they are, they try their best to pretend to everybody else that they are, but deep down they know that all this dark shit's happening. And so when they see somebody else who's easygoing, they can't relate to it. We can't connect deeply with someone who's easygoing because it's so inhuman to be easygoing. How the fuck am I supposed to have a deep and meaningful relationship with some motherfucker who isn't affected by anything? I can't connect with that. I don't know what that's like. I'm affected by everything. Christ, I'm upset just doing this podcast. I, I get pissed off when the, the, the thing I want for breakfast isn't in the fridge. I, I get annoyed at traffic. I sometimes get upset watching a movie I don't even care about. How am I supposed to relate with someone who isn't affected by any of that shit? Who just cruises along by life as if they don't even have emotions. I cannot have a deep and meaningful relationship with that person. And your easygoing obsession is the same reason you have superficial connections. It's the same reason you have to force feed yourself conversations that you don't even want to have. It's the same reason you have to talk about sports and cars and all the superficial shit with the guys down at the office because you're too scared to talk about the shit you're actually interested in talking about because it wouldn't be easy going to talk about that shit. And you wonder why you're lonely. Another big reason that I have a problem with easygoing is because easygoing is the consent for evil. You know the old saying that evil prevails when good men do nothing? That kind of thing. There are a lot of extremists out there, and we're seeing that in the, you know, we're living in the age of social media being the main form of communication between people, and what social media does is it, it marginalizes moderate viewpoints and highlights extreme viewpoints. So basically, all the fucking lunatics out there who are fanatic about something, the extreme whatevers, atheists, feminists, vegans, Catholics, all the people that belong to a group and they've fucking lost their minds about it and all they want to do is hate on other people, they're the only voices we're hearing. And the reason they're the only voices we're hearing is because there's a nice big stage made out of easygoing people for these extremists to get on and start preaching their message. There is no moderate counters. The only counter to the extremes are the other extremes which are equally fucking insane. The only counter to like extreme man-hating feminists is misogynists. These two extremes are arguing in front of each other and we're all watching this going, Jesus Christ, everyone's pretty fucking up in arms about stuff. Can't we just get along? And that's the problem. All those people that have those moderate points of view are also so busy trying to be seen as easygoing that they don't get stuck into the fight. And the extremists take the stage and own the stage. Or every second that you're spending trying to be easygoing is another second that you're consenting for fucked up things to happen in the world without your leadership, without your risk taking, without the courage to stand up and do something about it. Because the fact is you're not that fucking easygoing. You have viewpoints. You believe things and you really are against certain things. But you're not allowed to be against certain things if you have to be easygoing. You're taught that from a very young age. Easygoing also means agreeable. And so what you often get is the moderates, when they get involved in these lunatic arguments, they're kind of just saying like, yeah, I do. I see your point of view and I see your point of view. Instead of saying the truth, hey, both of you fucking idiots are fucking mental. Shut up, both of you. 
You don't speak for us. Get off the stage. We're not having enough of those conversations because everybody's too busy trying to be easygoing. And look at the look at the bacteria that grows in the petri dish of easygoingness. Just look at it. Look at the world today. Look who's been allowed to take center stage because everybody's too busy trying to avoid offending people or standing out from the group or not fitting in or whatever. Look at the damage we're doing by being easygoing. And you know, overall, I think the worst thing that happens about easygoing, at least the worst thing I suffered, was that you lose yourself. I had a crisis. It came up this week when I was I was talking to somebody um, about the program. And I, I had a memory come up about a crisis I had, and I can't remember the details, which bothers me. But at some point, I was challenged to, I think, express what I like and dislike. I can't remember how this came up. I might have even just challenged myself. But I was really stuck. I wasn't really sure what I liked and disliked, and I felt very hesitant and resistant to really, you know, lay a claim on anything. I'd be like, well, I sort of, I do like metal music, but, you know, all music's okay. I don't want to share it on anyone else's. You know, I just, I couldn't really, like, stand for something or stand against something. You know, I might say, like, uh, well, you know, I definitely think pedophilia's bad, but I understand where they're coming from, you know, and they have a fucked up life, too, and they're victims. I couldn't really just say, you know what, I dislike that. That's not cool for me. And I really like that, and I don't care what you think, I still like it. I couldn't do that. And this turned out to be a really big deal, because if I can't do that, then who am I? If I don't know what I like and dislike, if I don't know what my preferences are, if I don't know what I stand for or stand against, then what's left about who I am? If I'm not those things, what am I? Am I nothing? And this is where I sometimes have a problem with... Like, I'm a big fan. I, I was kind of a bit mean before when I talked about Eckhart Tolle. I'm actually a big fan of his. He's been very helpful, his work. Byron Katie, Zen Buddhism. You know, I've, I've gotten into a lot of that stuff in the past. But one of the problems is this constant message about how we are just consciousness and we're not attached to anything about ourselves. I'm not into that. I really don't buy it. In a sense, I buy it like I can watch myself being a certain way, but that's still me being that way. I'm not detaching from myself in that way. I used to think it was a good thing to detach, but I realize that's still more of the easygoing concept. I'm still just trying to be somebody who's unaffected by life, which makes me easy to control. The fact is, I do stand for stuff, and I can watch myself. I can step back and detach and watch myself feel something about how I, you know, dislike or like something. But the fact is, I do dislike or like something. And all my sort of moderating bullshit that I tell myself about why this thing's okay and here's the exceptions and blah, 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 it's all just a story to get back to easy going. I might say, yeah, look, I worked with pedophiles for five years. I understand where they come from. It's often a genetic uh, misfire in their brain and then they're abused as children and they misunderstand the messaging. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. I still fucking hate what they do. Don't I? I'm not going to pretend I'm cool with that. I will never be cool with that. I will never be cool with someone hurting a child. I can't moderate that. Now, the pedophile one's usually easy. An easygoing person will say, well, yeah, I hate pedophiles, because it's actually easygoing to say that. You fit in to say that. What about your type of music that you like? One thing you'll hear from easygoing people is, oh, I kind of like all music. You know, whatever's good. 
Instead of saying, can you please turn that CD off? I fucking hate it. I don't care if it's your favourite. It's like glass in my head. They won't take a strong stand on little things. And it's amazing how challenging it is to be not easygoing. One of my favourite memories around this, uh, favourite examples around this, is I don't like cheese, tomato or mushrooms. I'm, I'm actually pretty picky about food, but those three in particular are the ones that are most commonly make me stand out because everyone else loves them. Well, almost everyone else, you know. There's a little rebel community of us who hate tomatoes hiding in the shadows, hoping we don't get found. And what was funny is I'd be in a situation where there's tomatoes in the food and I'd express that I don't like tomatoes, and people would actually give me shit about it, as if my taste in food has any relevance to their life whatsoever. There's people who would actually be offended by me not liking cheese, to the point where they're trying to convince me that I would really like cheese if I just tried this type and did it this way. Like, what the fuck? If I said, hey, I don't like eating dog shit, no one's going to convince me to try it. But when it's cheese, when it's their special thing, when it's tomatoes, something they like, something that fits in with the group, then they get upset. Then they try to push me back. Essentially, me liking the same food as them is just all under that same umbrella of being easygoing, fitting in, doing the same shit as everyone else, not making anyone uncomfortable. You lose yourself when you don't know what your boundaries are, when you don't know what your preferences are, and you're the one who suppresses this information by constantly trying to be agreeable. You lose what you stand for. And there's really, there's just no worse feeling than that. In my experience, I would rather everyone hates me than me not know who the fuck I am. At least that's what I eventually got to. But it took me a long time to get there because I was terrified of everyone hating me because I'd been conditioned from a very young age to be easygoing. Been told that was a good thing to be. But being yourself, being real, is not the same as being easygoing. It never will be. There is no genuinely easygoing person out there. There's just better actors. That's it. I'll stop for a second here just to mention, of course, that If this is resonating with you, you know, if you want to be a real leader and have real social connections instead of being easygoing, then please get in touch with me, dan at brojo.co.nz. We can talk about coaching if you want to blast through this thing. Now let's move on to what to do differently. I'm going to assume now that in listening to this or even prior to listening to this, you decide that being easygoing isn't working for you. It's leaving you with superficial connections It's leaving you bound up and frustrated as you watch people say stupid shit and do harmful things and you're not getting involved and not protecting what you believe in. How can you break out of this thing? How can you let go of being easygoing? First and foremost, of course, you have to identify that being easygoing doesn't work for you. If it worked for you, then none of this podcast would appeal to you. But if you've decided, yeah, it doesn't work for me, what else is there? The first and foremost thing that I'd I'd point out is you need to identify what you stand for and what you stand against, what you like and what you dislike. And I literally suggest getting a piece of paper, drawing a line down the middle of it, and on one side putting what you like, and on another side putting what you dislike, and writing as much shit down as you possibly can come up with. And as you write it down, and those stories come up in your head trying to moderate you, trying to say, yeah, but it's okay if this happens, and yeah, well, you like it, but not all the time... Just let that go. Just write the thing down in its bold form. When you write down tomatoes, don't put, oh, but they're okay if they're in a stew or in a soup. Just put, I don't like tomatoes. Just leave it at that. Right? 
If you write down, you know what, I, I like President Trump. I voted for him. I believe what he stands for. Don't add, oh, you know, but I can understand the other side of the view and, you know, I can see that he's dropped the ball. Just write, I like Trump and I voted for him. It doesn't matter what your belief is. Get it down there and just recognize what you like and don't like what you stand for and against. The next step is obvious. You need to start letting other people see this information. Make yourself a promise, a commitment that from here on out, whatever comes up, at least for the next couple of weeks, you're going to stand for or against it. Now, it doesn't mean you have to fight and have conflicts with people. You're not going to try and convince others to change their point of view. You're going to give them the same respect that you're giving them, that you're giving to yourself. You'll let them hold your, their view, but you'll hold yours. No matter what, you will not stay silent. You will take a side on every issue that comes up. Just to see if you can do it. To let other people know that, hey, sometimes you stand out from the group. Sometimes you don't align with what everybody else thinks you should be. Sometimes you're tired at the workplace, even though everyone else thinks you should be professional. And whenever somebody jumps in and tries to fix you, challenge them. I remember this really um, really queeny bit in, in Scrubs, the old uh, sitcom series. <laughs> One guy's just like, let me feel my feelings. And it all goes dead silent after that. You know, that's what I'm thinking of here, is when somebody goes, oh, you know, you should just do this and do that, or are you all right? You want me to help you? Just say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't asking for help. I wasn't asking for your opinion or your advice. Stop it. What makes you think I want that stuff? Just stop it. No, stop it. I'm angry. I'm going to stay angry. You just go ahead and let me be angry. Give me that respect. I didn't ask for your help. You're not a fucking therapist. If I need a therapist, I'll go hire one. You're just a dude. Shush. Of course, you don't have to use that kind of language, but really push back against people who try to push you back into easy going. Call them out. Say, look, hey, I know you're uncomfortable with the way I'm being right now, but that's not my problem. You need to deal with that. I'm going to be the way I am. If you don't like it, the door's over there. You can find somewhere else to hang out. Again, you don't have to use those exact words, but don't let people convince you to be easy going. Because I'm telling you, not only is easy going making you miss out on all the depth and quality of life, it's fucking up the whole world. I'm sick of it. That's why I've been so angry during this whole podcast. I, I've had enough of it. I ended it in myself. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life to stop being easy going because I was absolutely petrified of confrontation. I always thought someone was going to punch me in the face every time I stood up for myself or even said I disliked something. But I found myself again. As cheesy as that sounds, when I stopped being easy going, I figured out who I am, what I stand for, what I stand against, and what I don't care about at all. The stuff I am actually easy going about. Now I know what that is and I can trust it rather than thinking, is this a performance or do I actually feel this way? Hope that was helpful for you guys, especially you people pleasers and nice guys out there. I'm talking about something that's probably ruled your life and it doesn't have to. And I'll catch you all later for the next one. Cheers. (laughs) 